Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Blog Talk Radio. His biggest problem is this. <clears throat> Calling all sports fans. There's only one place to go to get all your sports news, information, radio shows, sports talk, anything that you want to do. That's RFSN, the Real Fan Sports Network. Log on to realfansportsnetwork.com to hear shows from across the country. And, of course, make sure you can hear this show on the Real Fan Sports Network. Go to TuneIn Radio on the TuneIn Radio app and search for RFSN to get sports talk 24-7 from a fan's perspective. That's the Real Fan Sports Network, realfansportsnetwork.com. And welcome, everyone, to another edition of The Late Shift. It is Tuesday, and, again, I'm coming to you live from the mountains of Bozeman, Montana. <laughs> we had a great show last night. In case you missed it, make sure you go to iTunes and download the podcast. Uh, just search for The Late Shift or search for RF Sports Radio. Thanks to everyone that downloaded last night's podcast and also everyone that called in. Uh, and we always welcome your phone calls. So give us a call, 323-927-2906. Got a lot to talk about tonight, um, and I'll talk to you guys about why I'm still in Montana. thought I'd be in Dallas tonight. Uh, we're also going to talk to Royce, who will be joining me here in a few minutes, to talk about the Los Angeles Clippers and what they did to the Mavericks last night. A big win for them, especially to end their four-game losing streak. And we're also going to have a guest pop on, uh, we'll have Liddell, the closer Williams, to jump on and talk about his upcoming fight and also about the Mayweather and Pacquiao potential fight on May 2nd, if it will happen. So we'll talk about that as well, too. So let me bring on our co-host for the night, Mr. Royce. Richard Royce, how are you, sir? Hello, right now, how are you? I'm good, man. I'm I'm, I'm looking out at the uh, mountains here. It's a little snow on the ground. Uh, the mountains are not covered with snow. It snowed pretty much all day today. And uh, I'm still okay. in Montana and looking forward to coming home tomorrow. So, Well, I'm sure you are. I'm pretty sure there's not a whole lot to do up All right, it looks like we lost Roy. Roy, you still there? Looks like his call, it got dropped. So hopefully he'll join us here in just a second. Um, as I mentioned, um, you know, last night was a great show because we talked a lot about Dean Smith, the um, former UNC uh, head coach, and was able to really – Talk about some of the things he did with civil rights, especially in North Carolina. We've got a lot of reaction from that. Uh, so if you miss it again, uh, do go back and download that podcast. Royce is back in line with us as well. Sorry about that, Royce. Looks like you got dropped some kind of way. Uh, now, last night you weren't able to make the show, but you were live and in person to watch this uh, Clippers team without Blake Griffin take on the Mavericks, needing a big win. They get one last night. Um, and the Mavericks suffered some injuries as well too, right? Yeah, absolutely. The Clippers came in hobbling in without Blake Griffin and J.J. Well, I thought J.J. Reddick wasn't going to play, but it was the last-minute coaching change, and he did play. And you're absolutely right. The Mavericks suffered two great injuries last night, Tyson Chandler and 
Monte Ellis both in the first quarter, which gave uh, the Mavericks absolutely no firepower. Uh, Tyson Chown played, uh, uh, he went out the first 10 minutes of the game uh, with a bad foot sprain. And uh, before the quarter was in, Monte Ellis went out. And I still don't know the severity of this injury, but I'm told it's, I think it's a growing pool. But the Mavericks were pretty much depleted after that. And I tell you, it just left Monte, Monte Jordan with just a wide. He looked like Will Chamberlain last night. So many rebounds. Mean, and I think uh, he scored about Deion, 20. DeAndre Jordan, right? I think uh, DeAndre Jordan uh, last night. He looked like Will Chamberlain uh, grabbing all the rebounds because the Mavericks had no answer for that. Yeah, that, it was a big game for Jordan, um, as well as just a big game for uh, Jordan uh, for, for Crawford as well, Jamal Crawford as well, who had a big game last night. Also, from my understanding, from what I'm hearing about the Mavericks, I know they're going to have an MRI with Monte Ellis coming up. I think in the morning, and then Chandler's already been ruled out against the Utah Jazz and may not even return till after the All Star break. So. Uh, it, there's a lot kind of going on. So, I mean, what are they going to do yeah, they if have they have the fill in for Tyson Chandler? Well, they have three stars out. Uh, Greg Smith came in and played a little last night, but of course, you know, he's a little rusty, he's just on a bench a lot. But the biggest surprise to me was Charlie V. Uh, he came in and scored 29 points, and he was just fantastic. But at this point, the Mavericks would have been blown away even worse. Uh, but I don't know. The Mavericks in trouble now. They got their all the three best players, the three starters: players, Rondo, Tyson Town, and Monte Ellis. And uh, guys, coach as you stated last night, is going to, have to step up. You know, so I'm pretty sure right now they missed Brandon Wright. He would have been a good yeah, for Tyson. Exactly, and uh, my sources have told me that. They've had conversations today with Sarge, uh, Bernard James, about coming back and filling in for Tyson Chandler, who may miss uh, more time than we think based on his injury. So uh, it's, it's going to be a very, very close thing that, that everyone needs to watch. And, and, of course, they play the Jazz coming up, who a team they should beat. But, again, without, like you mentioned, without their three, without three guys, without Rondo and Ellis and, Tyson Chandler, I mean, it's going to make it a lot harder for the Mavericks. And they can't lose a lot of games, especially to Western Conference teams, because the way the West is kind of stacked up. Yeah, uh, yes, in the top seven, eight teams in the West, you can't afford to lose not one game. And with Oklahoma City gaining ground, uh, man, I tell you, that West is going to be tough. You, you can't afford to lose now even one game. All right. Again, thank you guys for tuning uh, for checking us out tonight. Again, we're taking your phone calls. Also, send us a message on Twitter at RF Sports Radio. And again, you can always download the podcast on TuneIn. On, I'm sorry, on iTunes, and also go to TuneIn Radio to listen to 24/7 Sports Talk. Tonight's podcast is being brought to you by Rally House. So make sure you go to the RFSportsRadio.com site. Click on the Rally House button where you can get your college apparel or pro team apparel, and you're going to get free shipping uh, because you listen to our show tonight. Let's bring on our guest for tonight. Uh, this is Liddell, the closer Williams pro boxer, undefeated, 
uh, as an amateur, was uh, had a great amateur record, was part of the USA boxing team at one time. Uh, he's been fighting pro. Didn't get a chance to fight a lot last year, but he's got some big fights coming up. So let's welcome to the program Mr. Liddell, the closer, Williams. How you doing, sir? Hey, how's it going? Hello, today. How you doing? All right, how's it going? Can you guys hear me? Yeah, we yeah. can hear you okay. Yeah, how you doing? It's Roy. I can hear you. What did you say? Can you hear us okay? Uh, yeah, I can hear you all pretty good. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. we got you yeah. loud and clear. Yeah, coming in loud here. And clear. Well, welcome all to right. the program, first of all. And uh, if you can, kind of give us an update about your career. You only got a chance to fight once last year, but yeah, I think you, from what you told me, at least what I know, you're going to be starting out this year a lot different than, than years past. Yeah, this year is going to be a lot different. Uh, I'm uh, I downsized my team. The focus is is all the way back, and I'm just really ready to compete this year. I've I, well, I always been ready to compete, but you know, I had a lot of obstacles in the way. Where I removed a lot of those obstacles. I'm I'm ready to really uh, get a world of show. Yeah, you got well, a yeah, fight coming up here. Yeah. Go ahead, Rodney. Go ahead, Russ. Go ahead, Russ. I just want to ask him uh, if I can get you a fight with Mayweather. Would you take it? <laughs> the way things yeah, going, he'd fight everybody else. But Pacquiao, you think you, I can get you to fight? You take the fight? I Man, yeah, I take that fight. That's a million dollar fight. <laughs> I take that fight any day. Okay. Yeah, you you've got a fight coming up on uh, March twenty eighth. Uh, any news on? Who are you going to be fighting, or uh, anything you can give us and, and the people listening? Uh, they haven't told me who I'm fighting yet. They they are trying to find someone, but uh, I just I really just got the call last week. They told me that I want to fight. I told them, yeah, I'm ready. <clears throat> so uh, it's uh, I know it's March 28th at the Majestic, uh, the Majestic Theater. Damn, uh, it's in Dallas. I can't remember where. It, I know just noticed the Majestic. You can go to uh, BitCardPromotions.com and it'll tell you more about it. <clears throat> and then uh, you're playing a fight right after that, too, hopefully, right? Yeah, um, if if I can go in and uh, do what I need to do, I can, uh, I'm can. i going to try to turn around and fight right, right like the following week, uh, April 4th, that first weekend. <clears throat> Now, when you say go in and do what you have to do, I mean, are you saying that you're going to have to go in there and shut this guy down? Are we, are we expecting like a Mike Tyson type of performance or, or what needs to happen? Yeah, uh, that's what I got. It's pretty much just like a Mike Tyson performance. I'm going to have to go in there and stop him in the first round, which um, if I do, I do. If I don't, I, I just don't. Because uh, if I stop him in the first round, I can I can turn around and fight him. Uh, April April fourth, but if I don't, uh, I, I you get suspended. You automatically get suspended from competition like three days for each round you fight. So anything past the first round, I'll be I, I won't be able to make the uh, next fight. So I need to uh, go go ahead and stop them in the first round. <clears throat> but hey, if it come, it come. If it don't, it don't. But I'm definitely going for it though. But hey, I got a question for you. How long does it take to really prepare for a fight? I mean. What all do you have to go through? Uh, it's like really going to hell and back. <laughs> to really get in <laughs> tip-top shape, 
uh, it take it takes uh-huh. me a bath. Um, from going from like zero percent in shape, it'll take me about ten weeks. But like just from like from fight to fight, it takes about like eight weeks, six weeks, six to eight weeks. And this is every day, the same basically the same routine and getting your body in shape and your, and your mind and stuff. Yes, yeah, it's, it's every day, no rest days. Sometimes you you can squeeze in a rest day, but most of the times you're going full 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 throttle for seven days a week for that for those uh, six to eight weeks. And that also includes like a diet and certain kind of diet you have to do too. Yeah, uh-huh. uh, cutting. Uh, just, well, see me, I'm always going down in weight, so it's a lot of cutting back in food. Make sure you're putting the right foods in your body. Uh, give you the strength to, you know, keep for so you can keep performing at, at top level. Okay. And and uh, Liddell, I'm I'm looking at the uh, Big Car website, and it is uh, it's going to be March 28th that Saturday. Uh, it's called the Night of Champions Two. And if I remember correctly, the Night of Champions One, uh, Mike Tyson was the host. Is he is he going to be the host for this event on the 28th? Uh man, honestly, I don't know. Like, man, honestly, I just, I mean, I just been working regardless. Cause I told myself I was gonna, I was gonna fight by March or April regardless, and I just happened to get the call. My coach called me with the call, and so I told him, yeah. He said, you want to fight? So yeah. So all the details, I really don't know. I, I guess they, they'll unfold more just, to me. We get close. You just ready to fight. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I am. I'm just ready to fight. I hear you. I hear you. Why, 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 why did you choose boxing? Uh, I chose boxing because it's, it's more so on you. I, I, I really, I used to like football. Then um, I ended up uh, getting in some trouble in college. But then the trouble, the, the trouble, <laughs> yeah. The, uh, with, with, and it, once I got in the trouble, I started thinking about it. I mean, I can come back and and try to make it to the league, but I was saying, nah, the school I'm at, it depends on these other ten players on the field too. So I said, forget that. Let me just go pick up boxing full time instead of part time like I've been doing. Okay. We again, we're joined by the we're joined by the the closer Williams. Uh, of course, you can follow him. Online and Liddell, let everybody know how to follow you on uh, social media as well too. Uh, all my social media is at Liddell the Closer. L A D E L L T A T C L O S E R. Liddell the Closer. That's and again, before, before we let you before we let you go, um, it seems like every time we have you on the program, we have to ask you about everything going on in boxing as well too. And I want to get your opinion on this because uh, you follow the sport. You know a lot about the business of sport, of the boxing sport, and how it kind of works and things that will happen and won't happen. You know, we've asked you about this Mayweather and Pacquiao fight before, but on May 2nd, in your opinion, will they fight? Now, Now, before you answer that question, just realize we all feel like, uh, on the outside looking in, that they're closer now than they've ever been before. They've met in person. I saw a video of some hotel meeting they had last week. I know that Bob Arum is involved some kind of way, and they said it won't happen as long as he's in there. But but you have to admit they're closer now than they have been before. So 
I want to ask a fellow boxer, do you think that they will finally put the gloves on and meet in the ring on May 2nd? Uh, it is closer than it's ever been, but will they? I, I personally just really don't know, but I feel like if the only way they will fight is if it happened now. it got to happen this time because Florida only got two fights left. And, uh, you know, it's, it's still a possibility that, Manny can't, that Pacquiao can beat him. So if they do fight, it'll have to be this fight. So if Florida do lose, he can rematch it for the next fight in September. But if if they don't fight in May, they're not fighting in September. So it's now, it's either now or never. But I, I really hope that that's a fight I do want to see. Everybody want to see. So I really hope that they fight. But And it's it's closer than it's ever been. So hopefully they can work. Hopefully they can work past. I think their biggest problem right now is, like, uh, get, getting where they're going to broadcast it at. Because uh, oh, yeah. Florida's under that contract through Showtime. And then, uh, you know, I, I, I'm like you and everybody else in the general public, man. That's the only fight that anybody wants to see. And I would mm-hmm. not buy another Mayweather fight unless he's fighting Pacquiao because I don't want to see him fight anybody else. They've been This fight has been five years in the making, and uh, that's how anybody wants to see it. I don't understand why it's taking so long, and I don't believe it until it's actually going to be broadcast. And then I will believe it because every time they say it's close and this and that, something always comes up. But uh, I mean, who else is that else out there to fight? He, he, he can't fight nobody else. He, uh, and you know, he was the pay per view king at one time, but his, his numbers are, are even going down because people just really don't want to see him fight no, no word, nobody else. Because there's nobody left of his uh, caliber to fight. But Pacquiao, Pacquiao, I don't want him as well. So if, if he don't fight Pacquiao, people ain't gonna buy no more fights than Mayweather. Well, I know well, it could be the find... money because Mayweather has plenty of money. So uh, why is he ducking this guy? <laughs> because Mayweather, I mean Pacquiao has a chance of beating him. Pacquiao, oh. we've seen Pacquiao get knocked out before, so let's show you like. He don't care about getting hit. So right. Everybody else care about getting hit, getting beat up by Florida. But Pacquiao wouldn't care. So Pacquiao really got a chance of beating him. Everybody else is like, I don't want to get hit by him. I don't want to get hit by him. So that's how you end up beating him because they're thinking too much. But Pacquiao done been knocked out a few times, lost a few times. So he knows, look, in order to beat him, I've got to attack him. Well, we're going to wait and see. I mean, we're going to be on pins and needles. But before that happens... We'll be ringside watching you knock somebody out in in the first round on March 28th, the Night of Champions at the Majestic Theater. So I want to thank you for joining us, man, and we'll continue to follow you in your career, man. You know, we support you 100% here. So make sure everybody goes online, follow you at Liddell the Closer, uh, follow him on Facebook and on Twitter, and uh, we, we look forward to the fight, man. All right. Thank you all for having me, man. Just call me whenever or let me know whenever. I'll be back. Well, I plan on being there myself, man. I want to see this. All right, well, I'll see you guys on the 28th, man. All right. All right. Thanks, Liddell. That was uh, Liddell, the closer, William, joining us really fast, talking a little bit about boxing. Uh, great, great kid, great guy, uh, real humble, and he is definitely hungry this year, trying to fight two back-to-back 
fights a week apart, and I think it's very interesting that he has to go in there and knock this guy out quick in order to get that next fight. I hope that pressure doesn't really get to him and make him make a mistake, but he seems really focused this time. Yeah, he does. And I tell you what, uh, I, I, that that would be the fight of the century. And uh, I, I really think Pacquiao has a chance. And this may be Mayweather's last fight, depending on if he win or lose. Let's jump into some more sports real fast just to give you guys a, a quick uh, breakdown of some of the things that are happening that you'll be talking about all day tomorrow. Uh, one of the things that we did last night, Royce, that you missed while you were at the game is we talked a lot about Dean Smith and um, what he's done, not just for basketball and the players he's coached, but really what he did for the civil rights and segregation of North Carolina. Uh, we, we talked about some of the stories of him going with uh, black students in the white diners when uh, segregation was officially passed and, and stuff he did in the 60s. We're recruiting the first black player to North Carolina, Charlie Scott. And even an interesting story about when he helped a graduate student buy a home in an all-white neighborhood in Chapel Hill, and that student later became actually the mayor of Chapel Hill. So I want to give you just a few minutes, if you can, if you want to, kind of comment on Dean Smith because you you were able to watch basketball at that time and kind of knew about a lot of this stuff that was going on. Yeah, and you're absolutely right. And you're talking about North Carolina, probably one of the uh, <laughs> most divided states when it comes to uh, racial equality. But, you know, it, it, it takes a big man to stand up back then in those days, and he really put himself out there on a limb. And if you hear the players talk about it, man, he's such a class act. I've never heard anybody say a bad word about it. And Michael Jordan loved him like a dad. And just about everybody that played for him. He was a real class act. Always carried himself in a great way. The players respected and loved it. Uh, it, it coaching uh, skills were off the chart, man. I mean, anybody that was coached by him uh, turned out really well, either in the basketball life or either in the private life. But uh, he was a real big class act. And like I said, he was a head above shoulders when it comes to being a man's man. And to stand up with black folks in that time, man, really, you really put yourself out there. So, you know, I hope he rests in peace, man, and he will be missed. And I'd like to say he's a real class act. And and I failed to mention yesterday that he had actually a 90, I believe, 96% graduation rate for his right. students. And that just sounds kind of unheard of in today's climate of college basketball. And he had some of the greatest players ever. Uh, play basketball, uh, come through his program. So that's a huge uh, deal. Um, the other thing that caught my attention today, and I don't know if you caught this, Royce, but uh, I was in the hotel today and I was watching, you know, TV and watching the Montana news. And that's something I need to talk about when I'm not in Montana because the Montana news is totally different than the news I watch when I'm in Dallas. Let's <laughs> just say the, the crimes are totally different. So um, if there is any crime. Uh, but I was watching uh, First Take today, and they had Magic Johnson on, who was on for an hour. He and he was great, right? As always, great show, always man. I saw it too. Uh, and, and this is this is what he would talked about with him and Stephen A. and, and with Skip uh, about the Lakers and Jim Buss. I thought this was very interesting. Of course, we know that Magic is not a Jim Buss fan. He never has been. 
Uh, Jim Buss has even accused Magic of being kind of upset with him because he didn't get that role uh, when his father died, Dr. Jerry Buss. But I want to play a few few minutes of his comments that he made, and I want to kind of react to it and and, uh, and and talk about it a little bit. This was Magic Johnson on uh, ESPN's first take this morning. His biggest problem is this. <clears throat> his father was smart enough to understand that, you know what, I can own the team, but I don't have the basketball expertise to make those decisions. So let me bring in Jerry West, one of the best, or if not the best mind in basketball, to make basketball decisions. And then he consulted guys like myself, right? Hey, what do you think about this, Magic? Right. Well, if we trade for this guy, what does that mean for our team, right? Guess what Jim's doing? Trying to do it himself. Trying to prove to everybody that this was the right decision that my dad gave me the reins and he's not consulting anybody that can help him get achieve his goals and dreams which is to win the nba championship i have to pose this question then skip i'm to you but this is a very important question it's very serious but you're the only person i know that can answer this question jim bus has given the impression to folks in laker nation that not bringing phil back and making a couple of other decisions it wasn't me it was what my dad, the late great Dr. Buss, wanted, even though obviously when Dr. Buss was ill, he was communicating with Jim, and that was what Jim was conveying to the public as opposed to obviously hearing that from Dr. Buss himself. What do you make about those proclamations? This is where I have the problem, Stephen A. When you're wrong, you're wrong, and you've got to stand up and say, I made a mistake. Right. He has not once said to Laker Nation, Mike Brown, I made a mistake. Coach D'Antoni, I made a mistake. Just just say, hey, I made a mistake. We can understand that. Okay, we can deal with that. He always put it on somebody else. Then he's mad at me because I criticized him. Right? Oh, Magic's trying to get a job with the Lakers. <laughs> Magic's trying to, you know, uh, bring me down. No, I'm not. I'm just making... I'm telling the truth about the situation, trying to make us better, trying to get us to a winning situation in terms of the Lakers back to being relevant, winning again. So you get mad at me when I tell the truth. Then you're saying, oh, he's just jealous because my dad picked me over him. Mm. No, I decided to, to, to sell my shares. That was my decision. I knew I wanted to do something else. So quit blaming every, pointing the finger at everybody else instead of pointing the finger at yourself. Just say you made mistakes, and we can live with that. How's your relationship with him right now? That was uh, Magic Johnson, our first take. Real, I thought, very, very um, poignant words from him stating his position on the whole matter. And uh, I'm going to get your reaction, Royce, but when I first watched it and listened to that, you know, I thought, man, Magic is just kind of crossing the line a little bit. I mean, he's not part of the ownership group anymore. Um, he's not a part of their front office a little bit. Although he he is Magic Johnson, he he is uh, a big part of Laker Nation. But I mean, some things I think you should handle or say uh, to an individual, not on a platform as big as First Take, knowing that everybody's going to be watching it and reacting to it and running with it. I just thought maybe he said a little bit too much, a, a little bit too much of his feeling. Well, well, Rhonda, 
I, I didn't find anything wrong with it. I, I found out a lot of information. And really, you know, you're a Laker fan. Everybody want to know what happened to the Lakers. I mean, you're talking about fall from grace. That was a big fall from grace. And you almost have to feel sorry for Kobe Bryant. I've never in his entire career felt sorry for Kobe Bryant. Now, now think about it. One of the best players in the world, automatic Hall of Famer, and and and, and look, look at him. He he's by himself, and you, you think about it, he's a man on an island by himself because they have nothing else. And and he and you have to look at this past summer, and you know they had Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard didn't want to stay in L.A. There's some reason why, and they even tried to court Carmella, uh, LeBron James. Well, why is it that nobody wants to go to L.A.? I mean, look, look you, you love L.A. I love L.A. It's perfect weather, perfect uh, uh, fans. I mean, uh, who wouldn't want to play in L.A.? Why doesn't anybody want to go play in L.A.? And that kind of explained that to me because the way the organization is run. So I, 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 got, I got a lot of information out of that. I don't think it was too critical. Uh, just like Magic said, I thought he told the truth. But don't you think there was a little bitterness? What's wrong with what it, saying? It, it was a little bit of, you know, uh, I, I'm not being consulted. I'm not involved. He's not talking to me. He's no, not he said he wasn't opinion. consulting anybody else. But I feel like Magic that, that's was what saying I got that, that he took that, a bit of him not being involved. Well, no, okay. It's kind of like your favorite team, the Cowboys. When Jerry was trying to do everything by himself, one consulting anybody else, what happened to the to the Cowboys? They fell from grace. They were pitiful. And, and I'm now he's starting to listen to folks. I know he makes a lot of decisions, but Jerry admitted he had made a mistake. He said that. So well, don't get me wrong. I, 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 think, think, any, you know, I think any good any good boss, any good CEO, for that matter, uh, has a good team around him. He surrounds himself right. around people right. that are usually smarter than Absolutely. he is. And most teams, right. I mean, going even back to last night, we talked about uh, Popovich getting his 1,000 win. Well, part of that reason was because he had a great GM and a great ownership group. Any coach right. uh, that's won or any team that's won, the front office was just as great as the guys on the on the floor in most cases. So I, I, I get that. I understand that. I just think that, you know, I'm always from the, the, the train of thought or the school of thought that you can't bring up an issue without bringing up a solution. And, and I don't know behind the scenes what Magic has done. I, I know he mentioned that him and Jim Buss don't have any kind of relationship. They don't speak, although him and Jeannie Buss are very, very close. But I just hope that Magic behind the scenes is still making itself available and having these conversations with Jim, if Jim wants to have those conversations with him, and, and uh, to hear you say that you feel sorry for Kobe Bryant, I'm touched because you know how much of a Kobe Bryant fan I am. Right. Uh, and I don't want to see Kobe him live on the court next year, but that's what that's what's going to happen. And he knew that. That's why he took that kind of money. Even the Kobe haters, I do don't want to see Kobe uh, reduced to to this go out like this. He maybe have another year to play. But who wants to see Kobe Bryant with all the success he has, with all the acclimates he has, to go out like this? I mean, nobody does. They, If anybody, they owe it to the fans. 
because everybody in the in the in the NBA envied the Lakers for years, years and years. And now I look at them, and people don't have anything but pity for the Lakers. I mean, that's a big turnaround, and it all go, goes back to management. I thought it was informative, and uh, Magic said even when he played, it was more so that they discussed that with the players. I know he was the leader of that team, but like I say, you had Jerry West, and you had Pat Riley, you had Phil Jackson, and, and they've had three coaching changes in the last couple of years. And, and even the coaches wasn't a good fit. Uh, you even questioned when they hired Mike Brown. Yeah, of course, man. yeah. And, and, and yeah, then they did. brought in Dan Tony, and the first thing he did was said Paul Casal, one of the best players. Now he's averaging eighteen points a game. He even he's a, he's a, he's after a the third all, game, he's a starter in the All Star game. Right, absolutely. So, I, I, you know. Come on, man. <laughs> That's all I got to say. And, you know, I, I think Jerry, and, you know, I'm trying to compare Jerry Jones. Even now, Jerry has surrounded himself with people that know more than it. He has a new defensive coordinator. He he, he took the, the offensive uh, coordinator from, from Jason Garrett, told him he wanted to be a head coach. He went and hired some people. And the Dallas Cowboys are better today because he went and surrounded himself with people smarter than he was. Yeah, yeah. But we're gonna. I, I have a feeling tomorrow we'll be discussing this again, and also discussing maybe Jim Buster's uh, his comment to, about what Magic said. I think this is not gonna kind of die away. It'll be a big topic going into the All Star break, of course. And and uh, and I have a feeling we'll be talking about this again here real soon. So I want to thank everyone for tuning in tonight. I want to thank Liddell, the closer Williams, for being our guest. Make sure you follow him online at Liddell the Closer. I also want to thank Rowley House for being a part of the sponsorship for this particular show. Uh, make sure you go to rfsportsradio.com. Click on that Rowley House button, which is right there on on the front page of the site. You're going to get free shipping uh, by listening to the show. And make sure you check us out on TuneIn Radio, on the TuneIn Radio app at RFSN. We'll see you guys tomorrow night, 10 p.m., uh, may have a guest, may not, but at the very least, I will be back in Dallas and out of Montana. So I'm looking forward to that. Until, until tomorrow night, guys, everyone be safe. We'll talk to you later. Stay tuned.